0: Let's create a pivotal impact friends in the industry. So I'm Josh Hannabury, your host here at the Truck Focus Podcast, and our mission here is simple. We're connecting transportation industry leaders to the industry to help create a pivotal change. So before we get started today, I just wanted to take a moment to express my gratitude for those putting forth the effort each day to help positively impact others. So regardless of big the action or the glory that you may or may not receive, I just, am, I just want to say I'm super thankful just for, again, those people that are intentionally going out and doing their part to make our world a better place. It really does mean a lot. And in today's interview, I'm excited to speak with two industry leaders and friends that are creating an incredible impact as they help put an end to human trafficking. So human trafficking is a horrific crime. And as you'll learn during our conversation today, there are a number of opportunities our industry can assist to help put an end to it. So today, I'm super excited to speak with Liz Williamson with Truckers Against Trafficking, as well as my buddy Ben Stiller with National Truck League Insurance. So during our conversation, Liz shares her story and how she's using her pain for a purpose as she helps others escape human trafficking. Liz walks us through the different um, free trainings that are also available, but also what people can look out for to help victims of human trafficking. Furthermore, Ben shares what he and the team at National Truck League are doing as they help educate others to combat this horrific crime. So before we get started, I really do encourage you to learn more about Truckers Against Trafficking by visiting their website, which is truckersagainsttrafficking.org and sign up for the free training today. But also you can go to the contact page and send the, just a quick note. Make sure you put Liz at the top and to say, hey, I'm looking for more information or you want to reach out. Maybe it's something you want to put into your own workplace, but I highly recommend that you do that, as well as I highly recommend that you learn more about National Truck League insurance by visiting nationaltruckleague.com. The links, of course, are in the show notes below. So I'm super excited for the impact today's conversation is going to have. Let's get to it. All right, Ben, Liz, welcome to the Truck Focus podcast. Of course, Ben, welcome back. the truck focus podcast and i know this episode this entire journey has taken us a few months and a few tries to get here which is good i think there's been a lot of life um just happening a lot of really positive uh yeah events taking place big acquisitions lots of good stuff so i understand good things take time so i'm grateful that we can yeah i'll say finally get on the truck focus podcast together to really talk about um Basically, a I think it's a really powerful conversation that we're going to have today. Um, it, and it's a horrific crime that needs to stop, which is human trafficking. And we're going to be spending some time going through truckers against trafficking, talking about training. And Liz, this is definitely an area where... Just watching your journey again online, knowing that we're in different countries, we're a little bit of distance apart, but just seeing the impact that you're having and then Ben with yourself with National Truck League and just seeing the advocacy side and the influence and just the domino effect of what we're doing. I think it's phenomenal. And I'm just excited to really, again, dive in to see how we can help and how the truck focused community can yeah, help put an end to this horrific crime. So just again, welcome my friends. And I'm really excited to have you guys on the show. Finally, it's good. Thanks, Josh. Great to see you
1: again. Super excited to
0: be here. Awesome. I appreciate it. So Ben, to start us off, um, why don't you kind of give us a rundown of who is Ben Stiller and talk Mm. a little bit about just your journey in industry. And um, before you get there, I just wanted to mention Ben, did participate in episode seventy four on the Truck Focus podcast, and that was actually a phenomenal conversation. The link is in the show notes, um, so if you're interested to learn a little bit more about Ben and his journey, definitely recommend that you check that out too. So, but yeah, Ben, why don't you start us off?
1: So, uh, yeah, as Josh said, I was been on the show before, but uh, my name is Ben. I'm with National Truck League Insurance Solutions. We are an insurance brokerage dedicated exclusively to the trucking industry in Canada. Um, and I do our marketing and business development stuff here. And uh, just recently, we were uh, just in the last week, we were acquired by a company called Westland Insurance. Um, so, pretty exciting new times starting here at National Truck League. Uh, just um, teaming up with a national corporation now, and we are excited to be getting out further into the Canadian industry, into the trucking industry and just offering better products to the trucking industry. And uh, yeah, I'm a big advocate for just truck drivers and um, what they do for our economy, what they do for putting food on our tables and feeding families and just I will always be supportive of them. And uh, in that I've met some people in the industry such as Liz here and Josh as well along the way. So that's a little bit of a who I am,
0: awesome! Yeah, and congratulations again to your to your family's business and the acquisition, and just knowing that you have a an incredible reach, a further reach. I think just again as you're serving just our industry, and something I really respect about you, Ben, is your servanthood and the fact that you really value people. I think that's a really key component to your success and to your family's success. So yeah, congratulations! It's super awesome. Thank you, Josh. Absolutely. So Liz, how about yourself? Um, I know you're. Uh, you're everywhere, which is awesome. (laughs) And again, just the impact that you're having, the people that you're touching, the people that you're saving all in all, I think it's phenomenal. And the um, it's interesting because there's a a guy that I follow named Ed who often speaks on allowing your test to be your testimony and to allow what you're going through to really help project you into the right direction. And Just again, knowing a little bit about your backstory, knowing now how many thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people you're impacting, you're influencing, you're helping, you're saving, I think is absolutely incredible. Um, So, yeah, I'm really excited to learn more about yourself, as well as um, if you can touch a little bit on Truckers Against Trafficking, if you can talk about the mission there too, please.
2: Great. So, you know, I'm a survivor of sex trafficking. And unfortunately for me, It started when I was six years old and my mom was my first trafficker. When we talk about having your test being turned into a testimony, not every survivor takes this path to be public and it's a very personal choice. For me, I have tried other jobs, I have tried other avenues, and I've never felt fulfilled unless I was using that pain for a purpose having been trafficked from a young age i definitely saw the world from a different lens from a different view where i didn't really believe that there were good people out there however i'm really happy to say that the world is filled with good people that if they knew what they needed to do to help another person i truly believe they would so truckers against trafficking started in 2009 and Their mission is truly to equip, empower, and educate the trucking and related transportation industries to learn about trafficking, how to report it, because awareness is just one piece. If they don't know what to do with the information, how do they impact the life of a survivor? So for me, the mission is intensely personal. I use my story just so other people One, understand that the crime really does happen. Two, that there's actually hope around it for a survivor and that we are not just going to struggle and one day die. Like, that's not it. That's not the full story. Life can be large and fulfilling and beautiful. Sure, it takes a lot of therapy. It takes a lot of work. But part of it starts with the fact that trafficking can stop. Trafficking can end. That horrible period of your life can stop. And then life can take a beautiful turn. So that's what I like to tell people.
0: Wow. Yeah. Wow. The, uh, so you said using the pain for a purpose. And I think the, um, again, I, I really honor you Liz. And again, when you're, you go through something as horrific as that, but you can use it to help other people. I think that's a different type of heroics where, like, I, I just, yeah. yeah, it's just powerful. It moved me. And I just, I really admire that. And I admire that you're knowing that, that you're able to be this visible and that you can be this influential in a cause and then a mission to end something where you're right. When you also said it can stop and you can get through it. And it just, yeah, you're a light in the dark place. And I think we need to really elevate that. And I think the, uh, the mission that truckers against trafficking is on. And I didn't know it started in 2009. I wasn't sure the, the total length of time that it's been around, but yeah, again, using platforms like this to really elevate that mission. So that way it's not just awareness, like you said, but you're actually trained on what to do and how can you help and what to look out for. So yeah, yeah just... We
2: actually also train the bus energy, or the bus industry, the energy industry, um, school buses. We have a lot of different platforms that we're trying to look at where I truly, once again, if somebody knew what to do, we'd do it. If it's just a phone call, maybe we're not comfortable interacting directly with the victim. And I don't always recommend that. We don't always know the safety parameters. And I completely understand and validate that. But making a phone call, for as much as we text and we're around our phones, that's that's a no brainer to me.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, agreed. Where um, is the website the best place for people to visit so they can take the training, or what's the uh, where's the kind of the direction you'd like our listeners to go so that way they can visit?
2: So I do think the website is a great place to start. TruckersAgainstTrafficking.org. The training is about a 30-minute video. Um, We actually just recently released a local driver training video. So if you have drivers that are coming up to that last mile to a house, or if you have drivers that for some reason are going inside a house, we have certain things to look for. And, oh, my goodness, I might be seeing trafficking. Because we always wonder, what am I really going to see if I walk into a house where trafficking is happening? I share a piece of my story of, hey, if you would come into my house as a child, these are some of the risk factors you might have seen and it wouldn't have settled well with you.
0: Yeah. the uh, Just when you think about, because I remember the initial trainings that I've taken because in Calgary, there's Not In My City, which is another Mm -hmm. organization. They're great, yeah. Yeah, and I remember... Like I've been in transportation, like Ben, basically our entire existence, where we've been around it, we've talked to people, we've, and this is not, I was not trained to even, I would say, think that that could be happening in the locations that I would be at when I was still operating a commercial vehicle. And you're, you're right though, when you're at someone's house for last mile delivery, you're absolutely right. So that's powerful. The um, So can you kind of give an overview of the, maybe from the training components, just kind of touch on some of the things that people can, I wouldn't say, I don't know the best way to word it. What are some key things that people need to know? Like just once you, once you become aware of it, it becomes a little more obvious that, okay, right. I can pay attention to it. Can you kind of highlight some of those? So there's some
2: key warning signs that people look for. And that's part of what our training focuses on. So when I was interacting with you, when I was still being trafficked, I wouldn't make eye contact with you. Actually, because you're a male, I wouldn't have felt that I'm supposed to talk to you unless it's related to the act I'm supposed to perform. I'm trying to be as sensitive as I can um, because I don't want to offend anyone. But truly, there is a set of rules and parameters in the trafficking world that make no sense to the rest of us. But I would also be incredibly fearful. I would feel nervous or look nervous, look like I'm scared out of my skin. I might have bruises or scars or show some other sign of abuse. Sometimes girls can be dressed inappropriate for the weather. You live in Canada, it snows. What if a girl was dressed in a very scantily clad outfit and it's really cold outside, you would immediately say, first, can I give this girl my coat? Second, what's going on here? You know, sometimes the trafficker can hold food and water as a sign of compliance. So the girl may feel forced. And I don't mean just girls, because this does happen to boys, too. I don't ever want to ignore that. Also, our LGBTQ community, hugely impacted. A trafficker is looking for a vulnerability to exploit, so they don't care who it is. When it comes to the trafficker, what they really want to see is what's that weakness that that person has? Not because it's the fault of the person, but because that trafficker is pretty diabolically minded where they want to use greed, manipulation, control, whatever factor they can. Sometimes it's physical violence. Sometimes it's a mental game where we may not understand why doesn't that person just run away? Why don't they just ask for help? Well, if the traffickers told you that they're going to kill your family if you step out of line and you've seen them do violent things before, you have no reason to not believe that what they're telling you is the absolute truth and i think when a survivor makes a courageous choice to leave that trafficking situation that's the bravest boldest thing i can think for anyone to do for me it might not feel brave but i left my family and i thought i was going to be an orphan forever i thought no one's ever going to love me no one's ever going to be want to be around me because that's what i was told happily married now I have a family that I built of my own that's the part of the trafficking story that I also want to share the other side of the coin that after they take that long courageous journey and it's not to say that sometimes there's not still a struggle there is my husband knows if we have a male in our house that I don't know he needs to be around until I get comfortable and then that's fine but he knows that I'm going to give them the third degree inquisition Just to get to know them, just to make sure that I'm safe and my house is good. And then I think the other part about trafficking that we don't always anticipate is that the trafficker tells the victim that they're invisible, that nobody sees them and no one cares. So we're fighting against that where many of us do avert our eyes to the homeless, to those that look different than us in some way that makes us feel uncomfortable. We have to check our own bias, meet their eyes, meet their needs. If we can in my car, my husband and I keep, um, toiletry bags for our homeless around us. It has $10 body wipes, granola bars, tiny things to give them back their humanity and their dignity. And one of the first things I've taught my husband is you ask them their name because what if they're called everything but their name Mm -hmm. and that's true for trafficking survivors too Mm. wow geez it's a heavy topic
0: yeah (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) um one of the things that truckers against trafficking does that i saw most recently was at that I mean, just talking about things that you can see to identify as they bring this trailer around um, into these areas with big exposures, such as like Truck World, or I've seen it on LinkedIn. It goes across, I guess, all of North America, but yeah. it's kind of like a small freedom driver's project, freedom driver's project. That's what I thought. And it's kind of like a small museum in a way that mm-hmm. walks through it and shows you physical things. Uh, identifying objects right that you can find human trafficking like so a truck driver that walks in there is getting educated and that feels very real when you're in there um just looking at real objects that could actually help you identify these things on north american highways and then you just kind of have that moment of like this is really happening and but then that's when you get the warm feeling from truckers against trafficking like i'm you just feel thankfulness that there's a there's an organization that's putting effort into combating this because I don't know what you keep calling Josh a horrific crime there's like one of the just things that just eats my bones and I think a lot of people so I think it's on top of that just one of the better organizations I think I could get behind in the trucking industry really
2: and you know, I like to point out to people that all of the materials that Truckers Against Trafficking has are free. Mm-hmm. So we have wallet cards, we have those videos. We're we're trying to help a company and elevate a company. We're we want to do whatever we can to make these materials accessible because we don't want the excuse. Well, it's too much money. I can't train my employees.
1: Mm-hmm. What were got, you
2: What were you pulling up? I well, saw you, you sent you me these
1: stickers, the bumper stickers. The we decals, yes. Yeah? yeah, and then we got the. You sent us these cards too. The wallet
2: cards, yep.
1: Yeah. And we have, um, for our clients, when they go to the States, they have a travel card for if there's ever an accident that they put in their wallet too. So it goes perfectly when we hand them out together. And it kind of did, yeah, this just tells you the phone numbers, what to call reminds you of the red flags, just like questions you could ask somebody while you're on the road. So there's ever a driver that's just got that, weird feeling for a second. And then he's just like, okay, what did I read there? And then he just has the tools right there. And that's kind of what Liz is just preaching so hard is if people knew what to do in the situation, almost hundred percent of the people would do something about it.
2: We actually have an ELD now. We have an ELD friendly app um, that they can download, which is huge for a lot of our drivers because they don't want to use the data or can't. And then we also have an app just for the regular cell phone. Where we have the videos, we have different materials, we do have a podcast, um, which I think I need to return the favor and have you guys on the (laughs) podcast because I think that would be fun. Yes. Um, You know, and there's just, I never want someone to look at this issue and it's too big and too scary. Yes, it is big. Yes, it is scary. It's a $150 billion industry, it is well organized, it's Mm. horrific. Mm-hmm. But if we're only focusing on the bad, we're going to miss the great momentum. Like you guys where it may seem like a drop in the bucket, but I'm saying if even one person is trained and they interact with one survivor.
0: Worth
1: it.
2: Doesn't that make a difference?
1: Yeah, worth it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. How, Ben, how did you your organization start getting involved? Was it just through uh, <laughs> an event? or Because I think that's, So the proactiveness that you've taken to say, well, I'm already handing you something to our fleets that are in the fields. I'm going to include this. I think that's a good call to action to a lot of other organizations that are listening, but how, yeah. Can you kind of share how your organization got involved and how you got started that? I think that's phenomenal. I don't, I mean, I I was wondering this
1: before the call, like Liz, you might have to help. I feel like I just reached out on the website and then you were the contact for, I don't know how it was. I, I
2: spam called your office oh. and <laughs> sent an email, but somehow our paths crossed and I yeah. was like, you should do this. Yeah. And, you know, I tend to find that no one really wants to say no to me, which is, not <laughs> yeah. um, and you know, you were like, Hey, we, I don't know what we can do, but we can do something. And I think it's only the willingness. That's a great place to start. We can do something,
1: mm-hmm.
2: you know, and, even if it's training all of the office staff we all drive somewhere we're all going to see something and yeah. another quick thing that i think would be important for any listener to know put the national human trafficking hotline numbers in your phone if you go if you're in the us put the us number if you're in canada put the canada number because i think a lot of the times if we see a situation if we don't automatically have that phone number programmed in yeah. we might think oh i'll call later yeah. time is of the essence call now but if you already have the number, you don't have to fumble around and try to find it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'll include that in the show notes too, as well as the uh you called it the Freedom Drivers Project, correct? That's what the uh yep. to, yeah. Is and there... I can
2: I can put a virtual link to a virtual tour of it so That's that cool. way we can at least see that. Um cool. I know that we'll do many more tours uh of the Freedom Drivers Project. Like you said, Ben, it's It's powerful to walk through. It's powerful to see artifacts from survivors and to, you know, one of the artifacts that stands out in my mind is a little compact mirror where unfortunately underage survivors. So under 18, they can't consent to sex no matter what they're 12 or 13 and they're practicing dancing in a suggestive way in that mirror because the trafficker told them they had to practice before they went to see those men. When I think about the complexity of that, when I think about, first of all, it's horrific. And then I think about your kids, Josh. Never in my life would I want that for them. Because that should have been the kid that is playing video games and going to dance class and doing all the things that we want for our children. Where? You know, their innocence was stolen, but we have an opportunity to give them their life back.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Agreed completely. Um,
2: so hey, can I-, I tell you guys something happy? I'll look it up right now. I want to tell you our latest training number. We are over a million drivers trained, but wow. the big number is actually impressive. So let me pull it up. Y'all keep talking.
1: Liz, I don't know if I told you, I got my TAT train certificate the other last month too.
2: Congratulations. Yeah, I
1: was really proud of myself too. That's <laughs> overdue. So awesome. to um, we're Yeah, we try, I mean, uh, just through the insurance aspect of this, Old Republic Insurance Company, they also works with uh, hum- truckers against trafficking. And so they'll have like driver safety Um video portals that you have access to. So a safety manager at a big fleet will have access and then they can watch these videos to learn something new. They have all of the truckers against trafficking videos in there too. Um, Not that the website is fully functional and easy to sign up for it, but there's a lot of different people trying to distribute the training out as much as we can. And that's, I think the main goal of TAT, I think is to just make sure that as many people can be trained as possible.
2: We want this to be a low barrier type thing.
1: Right, and I think you're doing a great job at that. Honestly, yeah, hard hard to say no to.
2: (laughs) That's kind of why they put me in the role. (laughs) (laughs) Let's be honest. Okay, our latest training number, guys. I don't think you're ready for this, but it's one million three hundred and forty-one
1: thousand one hundred nineteen.
2: Wow. Of that, I'm going to say about (laughs) fifteen thousand are Canadian. So
1: okay, we got to bump those numbers up. We just
2: started. We just started. So I'm saying we can keep going with
0: that. I agree. Okay. We'll Agreed. double it after this podcast comes out. Yes. Michael, uh, I was recently in the CVSA training. It was the first yeah. time civilians could take it in Canada, in Alberta here. And uh, yeah, Carrie spoke super highly of TAT. And that I was like just... Carrie a
2: lot. She's great.
0: <laughs> yeah, I agree. And uh, yeah, huge shout out to CVSA, great organization. And yeah, it was really good to see. And again, I think this being highly visible, low barrier. And yeah, when, once you become aware and you're trained and I like the, keeping the phone number in your phone, having the app, making sure that you're communicating, like we can end this. So yeah, I'm just, it's great to see the visibility and that's a lot of people trained because again, the, the cool part too, I think a lot of times, well, I do know that when you take training, you tell someone. So I like the domino effect of the effectiveness of that too, where it's just like, Interesting. Hey, I, I just took, like, cause it's yeah. Sometimes people do it for self-serving reasons, which is also yeah. fine. Like, Hey, great. Congratulations. Like, thanks for doing that. And some people are just like, no, you need to take this training, but you'll see it on social media. Oh, I just finished this course. It's just like, for Hey, sure. pat yourself on the back and I'll go save a life. But (laughs) the domino effect, though, I think it's pretty phenomenal. So that's a huge number. And then I don't know what it is. Everyone knows three people or seven people. Like that is a lot of. Yeah, in our
2: spheres of influence, we're all connected in some way. And, you know, I think making it a part of your, maybe not your daily conversation, not everyone, you know, talks about trafficking every single day, but there are opportunities, there are moments to educate others. And even if we just start with our families, my husband has been my test subject where I've taught him a lot about trafficking. And, you know, it's really opened his eyes where he's like, you know, before I met you, I apologize, but I never even thought this. Yeah. I never even thought, why is that person out on the street corner? What happened? What are the factors here? And I enjoy that because, it's not a place of ignorance. It's just, he didn't know. And now he knows. And how does he treat another human being with kindness and compassion? So we have the little bags in our car because, you know, he's the type of individual where he wants to tangibly do something. Okay. Well, here's a bag, you know, put that $10 in there, put, you know, other items in there just to be kind, because I think our world has kind of forgotten about kindness
0: sometimes. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I think so too. Yeah, agreed. The uh, I think that's the disvalue of automation. And everything is so quick. Everything is just a button away as you lose the human elements. And when you were talking about earlier about the name, like remembering someone's name, mm-hmm. I think that's one of the most powerful things you can do. Human to human is that's yours. You own that. And when you can look past, okay, maybe you're on a park bench or maybe you're in a, an interesting environment that... You're not used to, but you can still treat that person as a person and really value that human as a human and recognize, hey, you have a name. What is your name? And how are you actually doing? I think that mm-hmm. goes a long way. And just in, in general, the like honestly, smiling at someone, smiling at, we, I was in a conversation not too long ago about this with actually with a professional driver. And they're like, I have a point of smiling at every single person that I interact with. But, like, I never know how it's going to influence someone or impact someone, but that's my literally, that's his personal mission. And I'm like, yeah, man, yeah, do it. So, I think, yeah, when you're really intentional, though, and I think to, to this entire conversation, intentionality is really important. Be intentional mm-hmm. about taking the training. Just like you monitor your speed limit, you put on a seatbelt most of the time, I'm assuming now. <laughs> Hopefully, you don't text and drive. You can still be really intentional when you're behind the wheel and just have a watchful mm-hmm. eye where it's just a subconscious thing at that point where it's like, okay, I am on the lookout. Yeah. I, like I identify as a protector. And if you're, you, you ask me, well, my youngest will learn soon, but my oldest, my wife, like, the only time I can ever say I really get like mad is if I see something unsafe. And that could be at a grocery store where someone's just doing something dangerous or at my house or my 12 year olds being a 12 year old. And I'm just like, <laughs> Maybe I get a little too worked up, but I'm like, no, I want you to be safe and happy. So I think when you take those mindsets and that approach, mm-hmm. Liz, what you're doing is absolutely phenomenal. And yeah,
2: well, and I think sometimes um in the anti-trafficking movement, we've done a disservice to men where we've put you guys in a disempowered position because we're saying men are the problem. No, men are a part of the solution. Some men are a part of the problem, just like some women are a part of the problem. You guys can be protectors that instinct to make sure that people, you love people, you care for strangers and family alike. That is a beautiful thing that we mm-hmm. should cultivate.
1: Mm-hmm. There's the video on the TAT website and it's a bunch of truckers and they're saying, I'm a trucker against trafficking. And, I, like, scroll, and it like scrolling and gets you fired up, you know, like you get to see the actual guys that did do something intentional stepped up, got trained. And now when they pull into a truck stop, they have that extra sense in their brain to like, look out for those things that they learned about. And yeah, one life, one life.
2: We have a couple Dave. of videos that I'll send you as well. Um, Kevin Kimmel was a driver who saw something that didn't settle. There was an RV parked in a truck stop and mm. he thought he saw a girl peering out of the window who looked scared out of her mind. And all of a sudden she was jerked back from the window he had taken the TAT training and he just, it didn't settle. He was like, that girl disappeared from the window. I know I saw her that whole day. He had watched men come and go from the RV and he was like, there is something here. So he calls the police come. That girl was kidnapped, trafficked out of that RV taken from the state that she was in. So obviously she doesn't know the local landmarks where to go for help. And the doctors say that if that call hadn't been made, she would have died in the next few days due to the malnutrition and torture. But the reason I like to share that is because her life has hope still because he did something. Now, he's going to just say, I'm just a truck driver. I did the right thing. But if that call hadn't been made, if we think about the opposite. Yeah. You know, and we just had a video released in the last few weeks about a girl named Nikki who ran away from her trafficker, ended up at a truck stop hiding in the store for actually a few days, just trying to stay away from the traffickers, didn't have any money, didn't have shoes as far as I know, didn't, and a really kind manager looks at her knee and says, are you okay? How about we just start with, are you Okay. And she says, well, no, I mean, they're still out there looking for me. I can't leave your store. So the manager says, okay, I've taken the chat training. Come sit here, be safe. I'll get the cops. We'll do what we need to do. And Nikki shares about how it radically transformed her life. Where how many times, myself included, have we walked by a situation where we just knew something wasn't right, but we were too busy. Or we didn't want to get involved. I err on the side of getting involved. They can always tell me no, and that's fine. Because maybe they're not ready to disclose. And that is each person's right. I may still report it anyway. But I'll take any opportunity I can. Even if I'm wrong. If I'm wrong a thousand times, but I'm right once. That's better.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah the weight of those lives being saved is infinite.
0: Yeah. Totally agree. Yeah, it's really powerful. And I think just, again, the intentionality, but it all comes, it really does come to the training, becoming, yeah, being equipped. And again, this is a call to action industry because we do speak to a, uh, just a wonderful community where it's free. And how long is the total training? Was the one video uh, that you mentioned?
2: I want to say it's 27 minutes.
0: Okay, perfect. So we so it can
2: be, it can be right into a safety meeting. I know that some of us are crunched on time. Um, and you know you have the opportunity where if you have um, some learning management system, I can give you the file to upload right into there. Um, or I can give you you know a different file format that may work better.
1: And a small quiz after too, right?
2: There is a small quiz just to make sure people were paying attention.
1: Yeah, of course.
2: Uh, sure. we can make co-branded certificates. So if you wanted your company's cool. logo with the tat logo, we're more than happy to do that. And anyone listening to the podcast, if they want to send an email to truckers against trafficking, you can put attention, Liz, I can take care of it.
0: <laughs> awesome. Okay, good. Yeah. I'll, uh, I will add again, others, says no, but all email all, uh, all links, emails will be included Perfect. because I think that's really important. And then it's, again, it's easy access. So the, yeah. um, so before we do end our conversation, though, I just, there's a couple things that I have two final questions, but um, I just want to say thank you. Um, I actually learned a lot and I feel, I try and prepare for most conversations. So Liz and Ben, just the honesty, the authenticity, the passion, and just the fact that you're really doing something. Obviously you're spearheading this, you are running with this to be intentional, to help this, I think is absolutely phenomenal. And one of my favorite questions, it's a... So Maybe it's a self-serving question for myself because I, I learn in these interviews, in these conversations, but I like thinking about legacy and impact and the intentionality to create a legacy and an impact on others. So Liz, when you're reflecting on your journey and you're reflecting on just the impact that you're having, and I know you're traveling a lot and you're speaking a lot, when you're finished at the end of it or when you're starting even, are you really thinking about, okay, I'm going to impact people today? Like, is that something that you have to process or is this now who Liz is? You're really just, you kind of flow with it and you know, you're creating an impact. I'm just interested on the intentionality there.
2: I always know that I'm creating an impact. I may not know why or who it reaches. Um, Sometimes I wish I could talk to every person in an audience and personally hear how this impacts them. Sometimes I do get to hear my niece was trafficked. What do I do? What resources are available in her local area? I will personally be your research assistant and I will find every resource. I don't mind one bit. You know, sometimes I have the opportunity to sit and have a four hour conversation after an event that happens on occasion. And sometimes it's survivors of abuse coming forward and saying, I've never told anyone this, but I love that. I love that. If I'm looking at sheer numbers, sometimes I'm in a room with 30. Sometimes it's 300. Sometimes it's a couple thousand. If it impacts even one person, because we can be in a room and not be impacted. But I truly believe that when your heart is impacted, you're spurred to action. So I'm going to say that I have a bigger impact than I realized, but I... I settle on having an impact for myself, creating more freedom for other survivors and honoring the story that I have. So, if that's my biggest impact, it's on myself, it's on other survivors. I'll take it. But I create great friendships along the way where, you know, I bug Ben, get to be his friend, tell him about Chuckers Against Trafficking. He introduces me to you, Josh. And it creates this little community of what else can we do? And how do we impact the life of another survivor? So in a roundabout way, that's my answer.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good. I try and it's a roundabout question because I think people interpret those words differently, but that was a beautiful answer and really, really honored that. Yeah, I agree. How about you, Ben? I know we chatted about this last time we talked too, but again, lots of life has happened over the last few months. So when you're When you're preparing now to be more involved with industry and have a larger reach, is that something that you're also focused on? Is, you know what, I have the opportunity to reach more people, to impact more people, leave my mark, or what are you processing?
1: Yeah. Definitely using uh, relationships and like exposure to bring a proper message of helping people will kind of always is like just. No matter what, even if it wasn't Truckers Against Trafficking, if it was some other organization, if it's um, something I can really get behind and I do have um, an opportunity to share it with like just even a network that I have, you would say, um, I think I'm always going to do that. And as kind of Liz saying, when you have that mindset where you're not going to really turn down any opportunities, you're never going to try to shy away from anything, but always have an open mind, you get to meet and join small communities like this one, like we're saying. Um, so if I could if I could be known in the industry as being someone that's a huge advocate for truckers against trafficking and helping save lives, that's like a huge honor and would be one of the best statements someone could say about me. Um, and I hope that only I can put these more into actions and I can actually be more in people's faces, in the trucking offices of these people that we want to train and impact and just actually make a tangible difference. And as Liz brings out numbers and as she's mentioning all these seriously meaningful, impactful conversations she'd be having with survivors, I think like just me doing exposure and trying to get it out to there and then knowing it's being delivered to people like Liz and other people in the TAT team, I think like just comes together and makes it feel like we're actually doing something. And so that's what I'm thinking really right yeah. now. Yeah, and, uh, man. I've talked to Liz a few times, but I know I always get just more out of her. And it's sometimes just to hear some success stories this time, but also the sad stories are just always um, just makes your heart feel a little heavier after hearing these things. And she lives in it, works in it all day. So I have nothing but a huge amount of respect for Liz and clearly she cares about people and not even just, just even people on her streets and around her. So I just. Thank you. I'm glad I did this, guys.
2: <laughs> yeah. Hey, we have um yeah. we have in-person events in Canada coming up. Um, if anyone is near Fort McMurray, uh, no. we have an in-person. Oh, of-
0: Josh, somebody you- might. Yeah, that's just up the road for me. So yes, yeah. yes. Hey, there you see, go. You're gonna
2: come. You didn't even know it when this no, I didn't.
0: started. <laughs> yeah, there you go.
2: And you can tell your peeps.
0: Yes, um, <laughs> I
2: believe it's going to be in September or October, but it's called a coalition build. Where it's basically creating a conversation between the public and private industry in a local area with the law enforcement saying, what really is the problem here? What do the numbers really look like? Because we don't want to rely on sensationalism. We want to say nice. local police, federal police, what's the problem? Have them really tell us, give us a perspective. And then how do we all work together?
1: Yeah. Nice. Yeah.
2: See? Right. See, you didn't even
0: know you were going to come and now no, there's but something I on am. To Yeah, totally down. Okay, good. Oh. Yeah, that's a huge... Uh, I'll keep our listeners posted because I do have uh, some good community in, again, Northern Alberta and throughout Alberta. Great. So that's really Very awesome. Nice. Okay, good. Awesome. Well, I'm glad you let me know that because, yeah, when you first uh, asked about, like, Truck World in Ontario, I'm like... Okay, that, bit honestly, <laughs>
2: I didn't really understand the landscape of Canada, to be fair, but I also yeah. understand the landscape of the U.S. So, yeah. I mean,
1: okay. good. Me I grew up in good. one
2: place where you could get <laughs> from the top to the bottom in like two hours, and now I live in California where it's going to take like 12. So, <laughs> hmm. Yes. Yeah. I also fair. didn't understand that you can go on the Trans-Canada Highway and literally not see another car for quite a while. Yeah. That is actually true.
1: Yeah, I
2: experienced that (laughs) where I was like, this is odd. I haven't even seen a police officer (laughs) or another car. What if I break down?
0: (laughs) You made it. The struggle is real here in uh, Canada, big, big place, <laughs> little less people, but yeah. Well, again, I just, I am super grateful. And as we do come to a close, then if you want to start us off and you're comfortable just sharing, yeah, where people can go to learn more about national truck league. And then Liz, if you want to close us off, just reiterating where people can go to learn more about truckers against trafficking.
1: Okay. The main thing, I guess, if you're listening on a device here, you just look us up on internet, uh ntl.ca or nationaltruckleague.com. We just got our website updated about half a year ago. So it's fresh for you to check out. And also just yet yeah, at NTL Insurance is all of our uh social media. And we post often in there. So check us out there.
2: And for me, truckersagainsttrafficking.org is a great place to start. We have a lot of content, a lot of information. We're available on various platforms. Um, usually, I just go into Google and I type Truckers Against Trafficking, and mm-hmm. I find a whole bunch of resources. Um, but if there's something specific that you're looking for, please feel free to email us, and I'll make sure, Josh, that you have the email address uh, for the
0: listeners as well. Perfect appreciate that and again i just can't say it enough thank you so much for taking the time and i'm just really grateful for the opportunity again just to share this out to our community and to really help be an advocate in this space and just yeah you have my full support and i'm just really grateful for yeah the time we got to spend together and just yeah let's keep the good times going and help more people this is good hey
2: mm-hmm.
0: this is great awesome appreciate it. okay we'll enjoy the rest of your uh guys's day and we'll talk again soon
1: okay.
2: awesome thanks josh thanks, thanks
1: for having us,
0: Josh. Absolutely. Appreciate it. See ya. Liz, Ben, honestly, thank you so much for taking the time, joining me on the Truck Focus podcast, but also for the mission that you're on. I just have so much ad- admiration for both of you and I'm really grateful that we could have this conversation today on the podcast to educate our community or our community here to learn more about how they can help fight and put an end to human trafficking. So I believe it's crucial that our industry and all of our industry takes the free training and let's get the training numbers from 1.4-ish million to hundreds of millions. So we're all of our what to do if we happen to come across human trafficking, but we can be really dil- diligent in our efforts. So to our audience, I really do encourage you to learn more about Truckers Against Trafficking by visiting truckersagainsttrafficking.org. Sign up for the free training today, as well as you can contact or go to the contact page and send Liz a quick note. Just make sure you put her name in the title so that way she knows it's for herself. But I also recommend that you learn more about uh, National Truck League Insurance by visiting nationaltruckleague.com. So before we end today, I just wanted to Take a moment and say thank you so much. So, if this is the first time you've ever checked out the Truck Focus podcast, I really do welcome you to our community, as well as to our dedicated listeners. I just want to continue to say thank you so much for your investment of time, but also for implementing the knowledge that we're sharing in each of our episodes. So, today, there's, there's a ton of value shared. Again, make sure you go take the free training, become way more aware and trained on okay, what is happening? Is this human trafficking? Is someone in need? So, that way, again, you're equipped, you know what to do. And And as Liz Liz mentioned during the interview, make sure that you save the phone number in your phone so that way you can reach the national hotline. So again, Ben, Liz, thank you so much for taking the time joining me on the Truck Focus podcast. As always, let's create a pivotal impact.